Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him. And that, in fact, it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello. You are listening to Vagina Talks, and I am your host, Sophia Wiseman, and I am here, just me and you today. It's 2018, current era. We have arrived through another threshold. Here's the thing that I want to talk about today, though, which is that we're constantly arriving through thresholds, which isn't to diminish shared thresholds. In fact, it's to celebrate them. Because so much of our life, moment by moment, breath by breath, we are crossing thresholds, making decisions, becoming either the new, evolved, emerging self we want to become, or perpetuating a version of ourselves that we don't want to keep doing, or we aren't even conscious of what we're doing or not doing. Kind of everything in between. And these opportunities that we're given in every moment to claim our life, to 
remember our sacredness, to make a decision about who we're going to be, what we're going to do, and what world we're going to create is a really, I don't know, I guess it's a lot of things. (laughs) It's a lot of things, you know. On one hand, it's like a huge gift and it's inspiring and it's wonderful. And on other ways, it's kind of can be overwhelming and at moments feel burdensome to kind of have that awareness. It's, it's, it's a lot to walk with in that way. The thing that I want to say about New Year's, like this particular New Year's is that it's a really wonderful thing when we can collectively say, this is a threshold. When we collectively say, this is a moment, this is a chance. And and one of the things that's really valuable about thresholds or uh, any kind of ceremony, anything that marks a, a shift. So we don't have tons of shared cultural ceremonies here in the occupied land of Turtle Island, also known as the United States of America. And, uh, you know, we have some cultural shared things. We do birthdays. There's some holidays that have become secular uh, that were once um, or that are still um, religious, such as Halloween or Christmas. Uh, And then we actually have like secular, secular holidays that are, you know, national holidays like Martin Luther King or President's Day, something like that. And kind of depending on where you live, each of these things are are more noted as a collective or not. But there is this thing about New Year's, which is this resolution. There is this kind of cultural <laughs> phenomenon around like, what's your New Year's revolution? Resolution. Revolution. That's a good, that's also true. It is. It's a revolution, you know, round and round and round. But this this notion of like, we're going to do, I'm going to do, what am I saying I'm going to do differently this year? and I'm all for that and we're going to get there. But the first thing that I want to talk about, and I know it's already, like as we're listening to the show, it's like New Year's was days ago. But one of the things about thresholds or transitions or making change is that rarely does it happen in a in the strike of a clock, a stroke of midnight. Rarely does it happen in in one blast of light. And even if it does, the the implementation of that insight or that awakening or that birth is is something that takes hours and days and often months and often years. When you really want to make a change, when you really want to do something different, when you really want to come into another layer of being that even if you've had this complete moment, the, the complete fruition of that thing can take anywhere from hours to years. And so even though New Year's may have been a couple days ago, or depending on when you're listening to the show, totally nowhere near where you are, the the process of how we really optimize a shared space like this is kind of, I'm going to offer you something today that's like a little bit of a threefold process. And it's really simple. It's it's often kind of the traditional, like when you're reading cards, if you're doing like a card uh, practice where you have like three cards, you know, or three stages. And the first is kind of the past. And the second is the present. And the third is the future. So the first step to really optimizing a threshold is the process of reflection. So if you had a year, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're not just born right now. Um, if you had a year 
to take a moment to reflect on that year before jumping. We kind of, this is like a thing that's very happens. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves and we jump to step three kind of constantly <laughs> in like a lot of ways and a lot of different things. Step one, when we're really trying to move forward in a new way is, is reflection, is contemplation, is taking a moment to go back and say, what did happen? You know, what did I want to have happen and what happened in that place? Did something else that I want that I didn't expect happen? Did things that I wanted to have happen have happen? And did things that I wanted to have happen not happen? And that one of the things that's really important about this is that we, without intentionally taking the time to reflect on your year, you will most likely look back at that year and make a synopsis of the whole year, like very quickly based on your already established beliefs about who you are, the world that you live in. Just like be like, oh, that was that year. And and looking at a couple defining moments and brush off the rest. And one of the things that we lose when we do that is we lose the opportunity to see and give ourselves credit for things that we did do. You know, if we really take a moment and say, go back a year in time, and this is what's really helpful if you have a practice, and maybe this is the first year you do it, which is like, we'll get to like step three, which is like writing down your hopes and intentions and prayers for the next year. So if you did that in the past, then this is the time when you go back to what you wrote down. What were you thinking a year ago? And if you didn't write it down, then this is a moment to rewind, go back in time, sit with yourself a year ago and say, what were you thinking and hoping? What was your list of things? And and listen compassionately. Listen with the idea of who you were, what you wanted, both the objective things like like what you wanted to do and why you wanted to do them. Like what were you hoping to get out of it, right? So if you were, you know, it's like the kind of classic, I like don't even want to say it, but it's like this classic kind of like, I'm going to go back to the gym, you know? It's like, okay, did you go back to the gym? Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Did you care for your body? Did you um, move your body more? You know, like doing a l- little bit of a deeper thing of like when I made that resolution, what was I really looking to do? How was I looking to feel? What was I looking to create or experience in my life? And then taking a moment to reflect both on, did you do the thing, you know, somewhat, <laughs> you know, not just a yes, no, give yourself a scale, right? Did you do it a couple times? Did you abandon it? Did you go way above and beyond, you know? And if you didn't do the thing, did you do things that met that need in a different way? Maybe you never stepped foot in a gym but you found a dog. This is what happened to me. I found a dog and I go walking every day, basic, almost every day walking, like at least an hour, sometimes more in this way that I wasn't regularly moving in this kind of focused um, time of care, you know? So taking a moment to kind of be very like literal, right? And like, did these things happen as well as very like subjective and interpretive? Because the benefit of this, let me be clear here. The benefit of this is to A, keep yourself accountable so that somebody cares about what you're doing and not doing. How about you care? It's an invitation. It's kind of a little attitudinal, but. Um, And the second is to give yourself credit because a lot of the time when we set out to do something, if we really set a prayer, we ask for something, we will find a way to do it a little bit. And if we can give ourselves credit for the way that we did do it, even if we didn't do it in the way that we really wanted to, or even if we just did it a little bit, when we give ourselves credit for the ways that we did do it, we actually build some like courage and confidence and affection towards ourselves that allows us more confidence and more softness and and more energy to 
do more of that for ourselves. So when we're not so hard on ourselves, we can have the energy of kindness towards ourselves. And when we're hard on ourselves, we exhaust ourselves so much faster. And when we're kind to ourselves, we have we actually generate and become generative sources that reflection on ourselves with compassion gives us energy. We can be that source that gives us energy. And that's really important when we're looking to change because stress is anything that requires a response. Overly stressed means that we're like totally like spun out, right? But anything to that requires a response, that requires a change is stress, which means we need a little bit of stress to make a change. And if we need stress, we need energy to respond to it, okay? So the first step is to reflect. It's the first step of making change or crossing a threshold in an intentional, really constructive way is to figure out why have you arrived at this threshold? What were you looking for? Where did you depart from that has brought you to where you are now? Take a moment to reflect. Give yourself credit. Hold yourself accountable. And, um, and you know, a really, really, really beneficial practice is to offer some gratitude in this process. And I really encourage you to be grateful about the things that you are honestly grateful about and to name the things that you may uh, know you should be grateful for, even if you're not feeling grateful and allow yourself to have the distinction. You know, one of the things that kind of drives me nuts about kind of a, like a self-help world, which I clearly am part of, um, is that there's a, there's, there's a lot of talk of like being positive and, and that when we do that without authenticity, we actually dismantle or like undermine our trust in ourselves because we are lying to ourselves. Like, oh, I'm so grateful for this thing, but we like, we're not feeling grateful. So to be able to say, you know, I, I appreciate that this thing happened. I don't really feel grateful for it, but I recognize that I've received benefits from it. Like just being honest can actually activate some actual gratitude. Whereas if you just jump straight to like, pretending to be grateful. Technically, there's research that says pretending to be grateful is still good to a certain degree. But I feel like you got to do all of these things in like moderation. If you're just like living in a blinded way and pretending you have a different appreciation or experience of your life than the one you're having, it gets tricky. So gratitude in your reflections. Gratitude is helpful. Try to stick with things that you're really grateful for and have complete permission for me to be grateful for things that people would not think you should be grateful for. Like sometimes um, some of the things I'm most grateful for um, in my marriage is when we have these like really tough, when, you know, really tough moments. And I'm so grateful for them because of the way that they grow us, because of the way that I have deeper trust and deeper affection and I feel even more loved, um, you know, so I don't feel great while they're happening. But after the fact, I like have so much gratitude, you know? So fuck it. No one else is looking. Like, what do you, what do you have gratitude for? Um, you know, the other thing is I'm like more in love with my, um, with my pets, my family, my, like these dear beings that live with me more and more and more and more. And, uh, it kind of surprises me. So to let that like touch my, touch my heart, um, softly. And I can go more and more about things that I'm grateful for. Um, but kind of reflecting on all of that. The second stage is the present. And this is where I invite you to really let go of this. Is, so we took a little time travel. We went back a year ago, right? And then we took this time travel of traveling from a year ago to now. And, and then I want you to kind of let that go. Like that, you did that journey. That's what happened. 
That's what happened. That's complete. Take a couple breaths, three, five breaths, say a prayer, do a dance, you know, stomp your feet and be like, okay, I did it. That's done. Like that's just done. And then arrive here now. Like right now. Like what, where are you now? And check in with your body, check in with your heart, check in with your mind, check in with your spirit, like check in with yourself now. That's like, again, letting go of how you're supposed to feel. How do you feel in your body? How do you feel in your heart? How do you feel in your spirit? Do you have a sense of a spiritual self? If you do, great, check in with it. If you don't, then that's the check-in. Do you have a sense of your mind, your mental landscape, or is it just, you've never even thought of it, landscape, it's just always going, you know? Or it's always empty. Like taking a moment to just arrive and check in and find out where you are right now. Just where are you? Without needing to be in the past or the future. And again, in this place, coming to a place of gratitude. And in this place, coming to a place of compassion. You know, so if you're here and sad, then you get to be here and sad, and then you get to be the kindness that's with that sadness. And if you're here and you're delighted and relieved in this moment, then you just get to be the companion, the compassion again with you in that. So taking that moment to just be here and just noticing. And if you're writing here, then it'll be like you kind of wrote about the past and then you write about the moment, like right here today, the date, the time, in this moment, this is how I feel. And really take a moment to check in and really take a moment to feel your breath. And then at the end of that moment, however that is, and I encourage you to like really take time here, you know, let that, let that present moment be a thing. Let it be 10 minutes or a couple hours or a day. You know, you could do this thing over the, like I said, this takes days. You could spend a couple days going over the past, a couple days in the present, a couple days in the future, you know, or you could do this all in like 15 minutes, 15 minutes of the past, 15 minutes of present, 15 minutes, whatever, whatever you got, whatever you want to make space for, make space for it. So, but at the completion of that present time, Check in to see if there's anything you need. Check in to see if, just ask your body. Like, do you need anything before you move forward? And then ask your heart, your womb, your womb space. Ask your mind. Your spirit or your subtle self, your soul, your, you know, mystery, the part that, your breath the part that's just this continuum. Just ask, like, do you need anything before you move forward from this moment? And just check in. And then here is this beautiful place where we get to step into the visionary. And I really encourage you to step, not just like what I'm going to do for January, but to step into the, a year from now. Like step all the way into a year from now and really go forward in time and meet yourself there and go meet your satisfied, inspired, uh, kind of best version, optimal circumstance if you can. Also just go see who you can ever meet, you know, maybe see who you're on your way to, but you know, go and see what self you can connect with in the future. Or the one, again, you can like make a journey and go see this person or you can just imagine who you would be, whatever it is. How do they feel? What are you doing? What, is your, what are you doing with your time? What does your work feel like or uh, 
How are your days spent? How does your body feel? And, and, and notice, ask yourself what you want to feel like in the future. And then work backwards. What do I need to do to get there? Not what do I need to do in January? How do I need to live my life in the next 12 months? What are choices that I need to make? What are behaviors I need to address? And this is one of those things where it's like, it's incredible to do this kind of stuff in a group or with people. Like that's really helpful. It can be very potent. Again, I was talking about thresholds and the, the beauty of, of, of being in a collective process. And there's also a really wonderful sacred thing about just doing it by yourself. No one's looking. Just be honest. You know, don't make yourself look good. Just be honest with yourself. It's like the first step to have like almost anything, <laughs> just being honest. So that's it. Step one, reflect. Step two, get present. Step 2.8 is check in and see what you need to move forward. That's like the closing on. And then step three is put yourself forward and then see what you need to do now to bring yourself there. And then I would really encourage you to make a list of goals, dream goals that you want, and there's like tons of journals out there now that are really good at this. There's like uh, Morgana Ray has a like a yearly like money manifesting book that's really about just about living the life that you want to live. Leonie Dawson has a life and biz workbook that I really love. Um, Danielle Laporte has a great plan your life. Um, Mel Robbins has a like a really simple like 12 page printout online. I mean, there's so many. um I think Mel Robbins also has like a, a planner, a journal for the year. I mean, there's so many out there that are based on research, like how we function. And one of the things is that um, writing down what we want is a huge step. And going back to we, what we wrote down is like a major, really important beyond that step. And then the following step for that, the kind of efficiency and all of those things is scheduling it. You know, so if you know you want to go on vacation, and I can tell you this is what's on my mind, plan the vacation now. If you want to go on vacation this year, you know, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like September, like it doesn't need to be soon to get on your calendar, you know, and you don't need to know how all the details that's going to happen to put it on your calendar that when we do those things, it helps us arrive. It's just like, it's just, we can look at it through the lens of magic and spirit. And I do plenty of time. And we can also just look at it as like just straight research. Like that's just how people who get these things done, this is what they do. And then it works, you know? And so if we do the little steps and when we make a goal that's too big, it's usually because, and we can't get there, it's usually because we made the steps too big. And so to make the steps really little. So to go big with your vision and then to work backwards and to look at the little things that you need to do and and play with you know with your life here and one of the things that I I I know for me that I'm like working on trying to give myself permission to do is give myself things that I know I can do and then set goals for myself that are ambitious being willing to like really be ambitious and set ambitious goals for me knowing that it's okay if I don't I've spent a lot of time in my life it's funny I'm very spontaneous and I'm like 
not particularly risk averse. Like I definitely like take lots of risks. And at the same time, there's like these certain layers where like, I just get so sensitive and so protective that like, I won't even dare to ask for it. Like I won't even dare to ask for it because I just, I don't, I just, I don't want to get hurt. You know, I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel disappointed in myself. And so learning how to set those goals. I don't want to let myself down. So learning how to set those goals that I am going to be able to complete if I show up to myself and I know that I can. All I need to do is just show up and like work past a couple of those habits that have kept me, you know, away from what I want and show up. And then the next step is to be willing to dream and be willing to ask for the help to get me there and take some risks. So my closing thought on this is that it's never too late to do this. It was like the beginning of where I talked about, which is like we're constantly going through this threshold. What's cool is that millions of people are going through it. Billions to billions of people celebrate New Year all around the globe. That is a wild time. We just went through. Wow. That is rad. That's cool. That there are some back back to it. There are multiple New Year's that um, you know, the the February is both uh, like a like many Earth based traditions is the New Year as well as the um, uh, as well as the Chinese New Year. Um, New Year Judaism is in the fall. Um, uh, you know, sometimes they say, sometimes my friend was just talking the other day about the witch's new year being, um, like, uh, Sam Hain or, um, Sawin or around Halloween. So it's like, we're constantly being invited into, ushered into a new year, right? We're constantly being like, there's, there's, every season has an opportunity and every day is an opportunity. And like, I can't believe I just said that, but like, no, but really, right? Like, Every day is an opportunity, but to me, it's like even more important than every day. It's like every moment that I'm conscious, I get to have the opportunity of, am I showing up and moving through from where I was into where I want to be? And like I said, that can be a little overwhelming. And sometimes I like put on a movie and say like, this is where I want to be right now. Like, you know, relaxing and chilling. And that's like important to really be able to cultivate that. That's part of one of my things that I've learned been learning how to do. Like, how do I really relax even deeper? So, but I hear Michael Franti's song, Never Too Late. Never too late to start the day over. Never too late. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and call me. It's never too late. It's just not, it's just not too late, you know? So be it the 4th of January or the 5th of May or October 27th, it doesn't matter. It's still a good day to reflect on the life that you've been living get present in the moment now, look to where you want to go and make decisions on how to get there. It's always, always a good time. Especially if when you reflect back that first step, if you look back and you're not living the life that you want, then you definitely want to go to step two and three, right? And my chances, chances are if you reflect and you are living the life that you want, most of the time it's because you're doing step two and three. So, all the more reason to come back into the present moment because this is where we actually make those decisions, look forward, say, where do we want to be? And then come back into where the present moment where we actually make those decisions. Offering you so much love, so much gratitude, so many blessings, this 
ev- I just truly, I truly, truly believe in evolution. I'll do it right now. Ask my own question. Sophia, help us weave reality. What does it look like? What do you see? So I offer you, I offer you this. I'm, I'm older. I'm an elder. The wise blood lives inside me. I'm walking with children along a beach. And as I walk with them, we're telling stories. Pressing my feet into the sand. The sand is clean. Breathing breaths with my lungs. The air is clean. The children run in and out of the ocean. I walk into the ocean. We stand, water lapping over our ankles, cool, draining back. The water is clean, salty, alive. And they begin to ask me questions. And one of them's older. There's like, I want to say, they're like 13, 14. And they're looking at me and saying, I can't believe you lived in a world where the earth was so poisoned. Did that really happen? Because the life that they live in and the world that they live in is so well cared for. They can't even imagine a world that could be anything other. Blessings and gratitude, Satnam. Thank you. Thank you for being with me. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I'm going to say a couple things here about the training ground. Have a great, have a great day, a great life, a great moment. Peace. Hey loves, the application process for the training ground is open right now. The program starts in February. And if the talk of the training ground has piqued your interest, it is a spiritual training ground, a shamanic training, a priestess or priest training, a mystery school. My students call it a lot of different things, but it's a space where you don't just learn someone else's modality. It's a space where we cultivate and bring forth your unique practices through your own lineage, through your intuition, and through your gifts. And it would be incredible to receive your application, to have a conversation with you, and see if this is something that you need and if I'm the right teacher. So go to the website, sophiawiseone.com backslash TTG, and let's connect. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. 
remember, everything that we talked about in today's episode will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it. And share the love with a rate or review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's news and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.